Welcome, Pewter Report readers and listeners, to a Super Bowl champion edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Energized by Celsius, I am John Ledger, along with Scott Reynolds, and we are sitting above Raymond James Stadium, where the Bucks have just won the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, 31 to 9. What a ride, Scott. Can't believe we're here. Yeah, there's just so much to dissect in this game, John. This is this is the second Super Bowl win for the Buccaneers. And and listen, I, I, I've covered the first one, right? 25 years doing this. This is year 25 for me. And, and in 2002, you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win their first and only Super Bowl. Yeah. John, this team, this 2020 yes. team is the best Buccaneer team in franchise history. It actually tops the 2002 Super Bowl team, and we're, we're going to get into that. But the reason why is is the path that this team took to get here. And I asked Dwight Smith about this at Glory Days on Saturday when we right. did our, our, our Super Bowl preview podcast. And, you know, and, and, and that's, that's what he said. He said if this team wins, they actually beat the 2002 Super Bowl because right. – of the quarterbacks, of the teams that they had to go through the gauntlet. And let's let's put aside uh, Taylor Heineke in Washington, right? Let's put that one aside because <laughs> that was not a great quarterback. But what we are talking about is we're talking about going to New Orleans, beating Drew Brees, exercising those demons, yep. and, and beating a team that had beaten this Bruce Arians Buccaneer team four straight times. Then you go and, and, and face the Super – well, I shouldn't say the Super Bowl, but the, the uh, league MVP. Yeah. In his his home domain, right. uh, up north in the yep. frozen tundra in uh, in Green Bay, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Then you beat the defending Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes in in this high scoring Chiefs football team. Yeah. It's a more impressive feat than the Bucks had in 2002, beating a Jeff Garcia San Francisco 49ers team here at Raymond James Stadium, beating a Donovan McNabb Philadelphia Eagles team up in Philadelphia. And, and then beating Rich Gannon, uh, who was the Super Bowl MVP that year with the Oakland Raiders. Or the league MVP, right? The league uh, yeah. MVP that way. Right? Yes. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is when you look at, at Garcia and you look at McNass right. and you look at, at Gannon, they don't stack up to Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and now Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, and, and we talk about that great Super Bowl performance by the, by the defense in 2002. Yeah. John, this was every bit as impressive, incredible. if not even more so, because holding this offense without a touchdown to three field goals. We would have, if I stunning. told you that on the pod, you would have fired me. If you, I said, I they literally, you. I mean, you would have been like, dude, get out of here. Like, you're absolutely ridiculous. Without a touchdown. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I mean, this yeah. is. I don't think they've gone a game with Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback where they haven't scored a touchdown. I know. It's, and it's stunning. to do it on this stage, yes. I mean, in this game, yeah. with all the time to prepare and how Andy Reid is off a of bye, and I don't care who's playing offensive line. I mean, yeah. Eric Fisher wasn't the difference between something else, a different result oh, tonight yeah. and this. Yeah. Like, that wasn't and you no know what? way. I, I don't want to hear about Eric Bianini anymore. Everyone's crying that he didn't get a head coaching job. You know what he might be deserving? He might not be. But the guy who, who really deserves the head coaching job is Todd, Todd Bowles. Bowles. <laughs> Todd Bowles. He's the guy. He's the guy that this league slept on this coaching cycle. So, um, you what know, performance. I, I don't know if Todd Bowles was drinking Celsius. I know Scotty <laughs> Miller was before the game. That's right. But, um, but if you haven't been drinking Celsius today, uh, I know I had mine. That's why I'm wired and ready to go at midnight right. here. It's not just the Bucks win, John. It's the Celsius. Let's go. John, there's no Celsius at Raymond James Stadium, which is a damn shame. Oh, no, it is a but shame. I got Celsius running through my, my blood right now. And listen, Celsius, as you guys know, it powers active lives every day with essential functional mm -hmm. energy. And you've probably heard us talk about it all week and the week before that. Um, this is the last day. This is the last day to subscribe and save and get 30% off your order. So if you haven't tried Celsius, now is the time. Be sure to click on the Celsius banners on PeterReport.com. They're going to take you to Amazon where you can subscribe and save and get 30% off your, your first order. 
And then you can set how frequently you want Celsius delivered to your house every two weeks, every four weeks, every two months, every week, whatever. They're going to replenish you so you never have to reorder. It's always going to come to you automatically and you're saving 30 percent on your first order. Most of the Celsius supplies in stock in Amazon right now. And that's through Monday, February 8th. So get on it right now. Support our friends over at Celsius. Yeah. Uh, Celsius, Scott, is what I'm going to need. I had one earlier today. To yeah. sustain me and then i'll be up writing so whenever i get home tonight whatever that is middle of the night sometime probably gonna have another one like we were talking about before we get on the air may have to stay up all night with this and so uh yeah we have uh we have kind of been I, there was a couple times in the press box i just looked over at scott i was like this is actually like really happening yeah. like this is really really going on and yeah. we've got to get to all your super chat donations you guys have been amazing Fantastic. we do appreciate the super chat donations greatly uh coming in uh you know the kind of work we're trying to put in and get good content up on the site so this all helps us do that helps us get everything we need for the podcast so we do greatly appreciate these uh super chat donations mediocrity incarnate <laughs> todd bull's game plan Turned a juggernaut offense into a skid mark tonight. That man should not be buying a drink in Tampa for the rest of his life. (laughs) I mean, that is so true. Scott, what an unbelievable turnaround. Remember, this defense was reeling, really, especially going into the bye week. They got a little bit easier after the bye week, but still, Atlanta took them apart. Really, in both games, they were not good in either of those games. And then Washington first round, and I know it was 23 points, but it's Taylor Heineke, and he looked like a a world beater against the Bucs at times. And it was just, man, I don't know if this defense can piece it together enough to make a run. And then all of a sudden, Breeze and the Saints (laughs) and John Payton and Matt LaFleur and and Aaron Rodgers and now Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, nine points in the Super Bowl. (laughs) I mean – They just got on a run, John. It was that Saints game. It was those Mm -hmm. those four takeaways on defense. They got enough pressure on Drew Brees, didn't sack him, but that kind of keyed the next week's performance where they did get the pass rush going uh, to the point where they got Aaron Rodgers on the ground. They got Vita Bay back. And listen, Patrick Mahomes is hard to sack, right? He was was only sacked three times tonight. Uh, and Damakon Sue with the sack and a half share. Shaq Barrett had one. Barrett led the team with four pressures tonight. And there was an amazing stat. Let me dig it up right here. Uh, this was an absolutely amazing stat. Patrick Mahomes, this is coming from ESPN Stats Info. Patrick Mahomes was pressured on 29 of 56 dropbacks, the most of any quarterback in Super Bowl history. Now check this out. Tom Brady was pressured on four of 30 dropbacks, the lowest of his Super Bowl career. So we we go from from praising Steve Spagnuolo and how he affected Tom Brady in week 12 to not even mentioning Steve Spagnuolo's name. It's Todd Bowles and Todd Bowles alone who gets the praise for this. And again, um, I I think it's, it's a travesty that this guy has not gotten more um, interviews and and I know all the all the head coaching jobs are filled now, but trust me, there's a couple of scrubs that got hired this cycle that, that they're going to wish they had hired Todd right. Bowles because of what he did. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, the Todd Bowles head coach discussion to me, I always say like the head coach is such a different thing. I don't know. Like Steve Spagnuolo is trying to be head coach. You know what I mean? Maybe he's just a great defensive coordinator. Maybe yeah. it's like a Brent Venables thing. Like we don't know. Brent Venables might be a great head coach, but it's like. Some guys are just so good as coordinators. So I don't know. Maybe somewhere else Todd Bowles would be a good head coach, and he certainly deserves that type of consideration. But as a defensive coordinator, what he was able to do this season in terms of taking a team, he wasn't playing press man coverage. They, they was not working what they were doing coverage-wise. He would not go to two high safeties. It cost them in games this season big time. And the offense stepped up, and the offense was unbelievable, especially after the bye. Uh, and the offense kept them in games, and the defense couldn't play the way that they should have been playing and then in the playoffs, he changed. He did this. Yeah. He went to press man coverage predominantly right. against the Saints and the Packers. And he it used worked. It today and that's what you had to do. But you saw today. But you too. couldn't do it today. Right? right? Yeah. You went two high safety <laughs> coverages. You kept everything in front of you. You forced a short game. I thought Devin White and Levante David were unbelievable in yes. coverage tonight. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. And, and so you, when you've you done that, I just think you made a game plan that's right. win. You heard Andy Reid say it. He said they threw cover two at us on first and second down, right. and then he mixed things up on third down. And it, what that did was was it, it it took away those deep shots that Patrick Mahomes likes. Right. And 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 by the time those receivers were starting to get to the safety level because those safeties were back so far, mm-hmm. the front four was getting to Mahomes right. and getting him off the spot, forcing him to roll out. Yeah. And and as uh, Todd Bowles said, you know, or maybe it was Bruce Aaron. We don't care if. if Patrick Mahomes runs. He's not going to beat us with his right. legs. He might pick up a couple first downs, which he did. But, guys, it, it just wasn't enough. And, and and listen, 
Monty Kiffin, right, he's going to be in this Bucks Ring of Honor, should have been there this year if not for COVID. He's up here in, in, you know, in, in this Raymond James Stadium upper deck along with new Hall of Famer John Lynch. Right. And, haven't talked about that. and Derek Brooks and Warren Sapp and all those guys, Tony Dungy, uh, John Gruden, Paul Gruden, all of the Ring of Honor guys. I'm not ready to put Todd Bowles up there yet. Right. Okay. But sure. I'm just saying, Monty Kiffin is the defensive coordinator in in Tampa Bay history. Right. All right. He's here. Todd Bowles after tonight is right here. He etched, okay. his, he etched his place in history. Yes. A performance I mean, like this in the Super Bowl. I mean, this is. I truly yes. believe the Chiefs are going to go on to be a dynasty in the NFL. I really do. Over the next ten years, I think that they'll win several Super Bowls. And I think that their offense, we've already seen. I mean, I think you can make a case that the Chiefs have been one of the best teams over the last three years that we've seen in the last 20 years. That's how consistently productive and explosive and, and what were I saying to you before the game, they don't ever do stuff to beat themselves. And tonight they did do a lot of that yeah. stuff on defense, but on offense, it was, they just got it taken to them straight up for four quarters, taken to it. Yeah. I mean, I could not believe the way that this game unfolded. I, I just thought the chiefs would eventually score and the game would end up being close at the end, even if the right. Bucks won, which I didn't think they'd hang on. But I couldn't believe the way that that, that, that happened. Now, Dara says, if Trevor ever tries to cross the border back to Florida, John, make sure to shit Jason with a stick. <laughs> Love Trevor. Definitely wish he could have been here tonight. But. Hey, speaking of Trevor Sikama, right? And listen, once you're part of the Peter Report family, you're always part of the fam. That's just how it is. So I just got a fantastic uh, text from Trevor. You covered a champion once again, Scott. Hope it was an amazing experience for you in the press box as it was for me sitting here watching it. Hope this launches Peter Report to the best year yet. Well, we're off to a great start, and certainly thanks to you guys out there in Super Bowl champion Pewter Nation. Fire the cannons, John. We yeah. finally fired the cannons, and that was the time to do it after the game. The NFL said they're not going to do it during the game. Fine, whatever. Shit, John, they yeah. fired the hell out of those cannons oh after gosh. the game. Yeah, they did. It was outstanding. Absolutely. And, yeah, just to keep in line with the type of dude Trevor is, I know you've given a hard time this season, yeah. but he texted me before the game. He said, you're covering a Super Bowl today. Could not be happier for you, brother. My day will come. You deserve to be in that seat. Maybe we'll be covering one sitting next to each other someday and told me to have fun. So that's the kind of guy uh, that Trevor is. Uh, truly appreciate him and and what he's meant to the Peter Report family for sure. Definitely. I know you all do as well. Brandon uh, Brandon says, been super chatting y'all for good luck, and it works. So have that's one right. more. Yes, <laughs> it <you>. did. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you for your amazing coverage of this magical team. World champs, baby. They did it. Thank God for Tom Brady. <laughs> what an unbelievable story Tom yeah, Brady is. Let's get I some mean, more of these up here. Yeah, let's yeah. definitely. We got did one from Daniel Thurgood. Thank you so much um, for well. these super chats tonight. These are fantastic. Yeah, we have to We're going to get some of your comments up here too. Uh, while John's uh, fishing through some – some comments and super chats. Go ahead and read this one. Yeah. Brian says, let's be real. Close followers of the Bucks knew we were going to win this game. Maybe not this dominantly. The Bucks will repeat next year if they stay healthy enough. All about injuries. I said this to you, Scott, right before we went on the air. I, I didn't want to say anything. I honestly almost said something to Britt this morning. Then I was like, I don't want to say anything because I'm a jinx guy sometimes for sure. But I wasn't even worried about this game. I know I that mean, sounds insane because yeah. it's the Chiefs, but I really just wasn't. I felt so calm. Every other game, I've been, like, nervous, tense. Like I said, I thought the Packers were going to win. Once they won that game, I was just like, nah. Like, yeah. it's in the cards. They're winning the Super Bowl. For me, it was the Saints game, it, just like the Eagles. Right. I mean, it was all downhill. And and I picked the Bucks to win this game, picked the Bucks to win the, the Packers, just because that psychological barrier had been crossed yeah. by beating the Saints. And guess what? Um, the Saints are not doing – Shit next year. <laughs> the Saints not, right now. How would you like to be the Saints? The Bucks struggled for all these yes. years, and the Bucks have two Super Bowl championships, and the Saints have one. Yes. Every team in the NFC South has been to the Super Bowl more recently than the Saints. I cannot, <laughs> Scott. And, and not just that, John, but Tom Brady walks in the door for the NFC walks for the first time, the and it's, it's a walk-off Super Bowl. It took Drew Brees, what, he, what how long has he been in, in New Orleans? 15, 16 years? Forever. Right? 17 years? And oh, and he's got one. Okay, well, I mean, at least he's got one. But. I can't believe I mean, if you're a Saints fan, you just got to be absolutely sick. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and your run is over, too. It's The, the yeah. Bucks are winning the NFC South next year, mm -hmm. and I, I think that I, I saw somewhere that the Packers and – the Packers and the Chiefs are the early Super Bowl favorites, according to some, oh, some yeah? stupid uh, sports betting thing I got here. Um, who, who's dumb enough to say this? Packers and the Chiefs, huh? Yeah. Um, we'll see. Who is this? We'll see. 
Sports betting dime. Okay, well, listen, I got a news for sports betting dime. It, it, last time I last time I checked, the Bucks actually beat the Packers twice this year, right? Twice. Yep. Okay, and they just beat the Chiefs. So, I, if if anything, I'm I would say the Buccaneers would be the favorites. Now, now, listen, it, that's going to depend on who comes back, right? Well, Shaq Barrett tonight said that he wants to come back. And he, he expects it to be a pretty quick. Yes, he doesn't. He does not want to have the uh, the prolonged mm-hmm. contract things. He wants he he wants to stay in Tampa. That's great news yeah. for the Buccaneers because they they really they, they saw what he did in the postseason. John, he got eight yeah. sacks during the season, was second in the league in pressures behind only Aaron Donald, but came alive tonight. Four right. pressures, one sack, three sacks the previous game. Yeah against the Packers. Yeah, he was unbelievable in this playoff run. Uh, man, I think maybe I was a little too hard on him at some points in the season, to be honest. Um, but he really has played. He's come alive and played huge in, in big moments. Yeah. I don't know if he's a tier one edge defender in the NFL, but I do know that he's a hard guy to replace, and he's the type of person that they want to yeah. keep around too, which matters. So, And, boy, he and Jason Pierre-Paul, yeah. right? I mean, they, they work that game so well. Right, they yeah. do, yeah. And, and I, I think Tampa Bay, if they can get another edge rusher mm-hmm. – that in this draft, maybe second round, maybe first right. round, maybe third round, but they get another edge rusher to groom underneath. Yes, they need somebody Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett and teach him the ropes. I think right. that would be sensational. Absolutely, for yeah. There's uh, there's definitely uh, some room for, for youth along the defensive line, I think. Brady in defense was unreal, but Lenny and Gronk were MVPs for me. Mm-hmm. Man, I, <laughs> there are so many amazing stories from yeah. this team, Scott. But, I mean, we could literally go on story arcs for, like, everybody on the team. But Leonard Fournette's arc is crazy to me. I mean, here's a guy who was, like, a top five pick for Jacksonville and was the whole offense there Mm -hmm. and, frankly, just underachieved. He just wasn't that dynamic of a runner. He's an okay receiver, but he wasn't great. And they tried to give him 70-some catches and 100-plus targets a year. And it's just not, you know, and in pass protection, again, Big physical guy. You'd think like they'd be not really good in pass protection. Blew a lot of assignments. Came to Tampa Bay. Some people were really excited. He really pretty much most of the regular season disappointed. I mean, he was a healthy scratch in week 14. Arians legitimately wasn't sure he should be a top three back on the team at that point. And I don't blame him. The evidence was definitely stacked against Leonard. And, you know, what happened as he's come back into the picture and as he became more prominent part of the offense – no, he was not perfect. He dropped right. the ball in the playoffs. I mentioned his pass protection was really still struggled a lot in the playoffs. I do think they can easily upgrade from him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. But some of his runs, and I know tonight's run was t- totally untouched and yeah. you won't get many easier than that, but some of his runs, just the toughness, the balance, elusiveness that he never showed uh, in the regular <laughs> season, but he came alive and did there. In the last two games, the Bucks defeated the State Farm commercials <laughs> quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers and, and Patrick Mahomes. It has not been a great couple of weeks for State Farm oh. uh, with, with their reps there. So yeah. you're right. Listen, I got an amazing stat for you, John. You want to go through and get some more of these super yeah, yeah, chats sure. here? Here's the here's an amazing stat for you. Every single point that was scored tonight was scored by a Buccaneer that was not on the uh, roster yep. last year. Tom Brady throwing the touchdowns. Rob Gronkowski catching them. Um, Leonard Fournette rushing them. Yep. Ryan Suckup hitting the extra points in the field goal. So it's crazy to think, right? Here's another amazing stat: Buccaneers finished the season twelve and zero, undefeated when scoring thirty points or more. That's an amazing statistic. Yep. That is. So they, they, they did a fantastic job uh, getting to that threshold. We, we said for the last couple of weeks, if they want to beat the Chiefs, they got to at least get 30 points. Right. Oh, last yeah. time it was a close game, but it, it wasn't it wasn't in their favor. 27 to 24 didn't hit that threshold. They did tonight for the seventh game in a row. Yeah, it was remarkable. Wow. I mean, I, I, you know. Buccaneer Bruce says, happy 49th birthday to me. It is below zero here with snow, and Chiefs fans are pissed. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Buccaneer Bruce, that's hilarious. Um, Sports betting dime is no mybookie.ag. That's right. (laughs) Love to see it. (laughs) That's fantastic. Love to see it. That's true. Yeah. I was going to say, too, uh, so we're looking at at some of the the superlatives here. Uh, Devin White had one of two interceptions. Actually, he picked off Mahomes' last pass in the end zone to preserve what I'm going to call a shutout. I mean, listen, those those field goals, right? right. There's still points, but when you hold this type of high-powered you offense, whatever you want, out of the end zone, right? I mean, to me, to me, that that's that's a that's, that's pretty much a shutout. Twelve tackles. He was all over the field tonight. 
two tackles for loss, an interception, a pass breakup. John, not only did they get to Mahomes with all those pressures we talked about, they deflected nine passes and picked them off twice. The safeties really played a huge role oh, yeah. in this game. Talk about Mike oh, Edwards. Oh, my gosh. Play. I mean, Mike Edwards, man, like unbelievable season. I, you know, and I, at one point in the year, I was like, man, I wonder if Mike Edwards should be playing more. Jordan Whitehead should be playing less. But Jordan Whitehead was unbelievable, too. So, yes. I, I mean, he played great football. And, again, I think Winfield being there allowed both of them to do what they do best. Win- Edwards is best as a deep safety. They yeah. were trying to play him all over the place, right. like a Tyron Matthew and like a Buda Baker. Jordan Whitehead is best as a run, you know, box mm-hmm. safety, a strong right. safety. Again, they were trying to play him all over the place. Yeah. <clears throat> they didn't have the type of safety they wanted for this defense until Antoine Winfield came into the picture. That's right. He not only made their defense better with his own play, mm-hmm. he made Mike Edwards better and Jordan Whitehead better because Todd Bulls could use them in the ways that they were best suited to be used. Yes. And Edwards just – I thought he was unbelievable in today's game. Right. I, don't, I don't know how many snaps he played – Whitehead came off the field one time mm-hmm. and then came back out later. Later in the game, there were three safeties out on the field. They were just taking away the deep ball, basically forcing the Chiefs to go underneath. But I thought he played absolutely outstanding. I thought Whitehead played outstanding. There right. was the play. There was a defensive penalty, but uh, it was a long – Mahomes tried a long pass down yeah. the field, and Whitehead turned around and didn't panic at mm-hmm. all. Kelsey was ahead of him, didn't panic, turned around, right. found the ball, knocked it down. Just uh, the kind of play that I don't think he made in deep coverage before. Yeah. He made those kind of plays. Winfield, obviously, with a pick off the Edwards deflection. Mm-hmm. The safeties were unbelievable. They didn't blow anything. I don't think the Chiefs had a completion until they were giving up the deep zones late in the game. I don't know how many completions in the game until that fourth quarter, maybe then, right. that they had of 20-plus yards or more. There were certainly no long ball throws right. that were completed in the air. And this, I mean, that would be the whole playoffs mm-hmm. for the Chiefs, but especially in this game, they just could not find the big play in the passing game. Yeah. Uh, Abuzar Azif, uh, thank you for the super chat. Bill letting Tom go was an awful call. Talking about Bill Belichick letting Tom Brady go. We saw how that worked out this year. Yes. Um, how about the O-line tonight in Jason Light for the amazing draft picks the last couple of years? Let's get Chris back and repeat, meaning Chris Godwin. Offensive line did a phenomenal job, allowed one sack tonight. Yeah. And, and, and only four pressures like we talked about. But Jason Light, this guy – Listen, he went through the ringer, right, in yep. 2016 with, with Vernon Hargraves, with Roberto Aguayo. I mean, that was a swing and misdraft. Noah Spence. I mean, people wanted him fired on the spot I know. after yeah. Aguayo, yeah. like uh, on the spot. I took a lot of heat for defending the guy, but I saw the vision, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and I stuck up for him because I believe in Jason Light, and I, I have for a long time. And, and the thing about, uh, about this draft, and you mentioned Whitehead, yeah. Um, and and in Edwards, those were previous draft picks, and he drafted safeties in the third and fourth round, and those guys were starters. But then what did he do this year? He yeah. drafted another safety in the second round, yep. and the competition between those guys elevated their play, and yep. they, they needed all three at certain various points of this season as a result. Right, absolutely. I mean, what he did to flood the defensive back position, a, such an important position, uh, the, on the field, they, you need five, six of those guys that can right. play. He just kept adding to it. A lot of people, a lot of teams and GMs out there would have taken one of the running backs this year, Antonio Gibson or another running right. back in the second round. The Bucks realized not only was Antoine Winfield extremely high on their board, but it also he was at a player at a great position of importance for them. Right. They could not only allow them to have a better free safety, but also right. allow their other safeties to play better and in turn in conjunction their corners to play better. Oh, and by the way, a little bit of this. Yes. A little bit of this <laughs> tonight that. from Antoine Winfield. Love that, yes. I mean, that made him right there my favorite Bucks player, I think. I mean, what an unbelievable move. As everybody amazing. remembers Tyreek Hill doing this, always going into the end zone. Oh, yeah. And then the backflip and doing right. this last game. And it was just a perfect exclamation Hey, listen, point the, the grave diggers wanted to come out and make a statement tonight. They were hey, so sick and tired of it. 32nd ranked cornerback group by NFL.com That's right into the year. And, and Sean seconds. Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, they they remember that. And they talk about it all the time. It, I mean, you talk about some bulletin board material. They've had it all year, right, right since the beginning. Uh, Ryan Crane appreciates uh, the Super Chat tonight. Congrats, Peter Nation. My first 10 bucks to the hundreds, I'll spend immortalizing this moment. <laughs> Has John gone streaking yet? You almost did because yes. we saw B to Bay a lineup down there by the goal line, yes. and I thought, oh, boy. couple plays. Yes. And Is they threw gonna... to Joe Hag. Yes. If they would have thrown to Vita, maybe he would have caught it. Right. And I would have been streaking and fired. 
<laughs> um, how about this? We had uh, Tampa two here. Who are your Super Bowl MVPs outside of of TB twelve? Um, you know, uh, I thought Levante David was yeah. unbelievable. I mean, we, here we are all week, and I finally turned my back on him a little bit, maybe. And I was like, I don't think. I mean, I don't think you want Levante on Travis Kelsey at all, right? Yeah, and Dar brings it up here, but. He was just outstanding. He was like, sensational. I mean, he knew what the routes were. He right. anticipated. He broke on the ball. He fully extended, making plays, knocking passes down. What do you? Two third downs did he break up, or at least one third down, I, I another so. pass later. Yeah, he had at least two pass breakups in this game, but he smothered right. everything else. A couple times he took on lead blockers yeah. and even got knocked down, so the Devin White could fly in to make a play. Mm -hmm. He knew everything the Chiefs was going to work around. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know he was what? Exceptional, John. You look at the statistics, right? Kelsey had eight catches for eighty-two yards the first game. He had ten catches for one hundred and thirty-three yards this game, and you, you might think based on those numbers, oh. He had a better game, and Levante David did do his job. No, he had that because that's what the Bucks defense was allowing yeah, Patrick right, Mahomes. Yeah. Right, right. They were allowing the middle of the open dump off uh, to, to Kelsey. Mm -hmm. And and then th th that was like the Bucks cup, right? And they just yep. collapsed on on that with, with both linebackers. The safeties came up, and it really took care of business. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I think he was exceptional. I mean, the whole defensive line – Honestly, here's the best part about this win to me. The best part about this win is how grumpy and miserable everybody is on Twitter. Like, there was no dominant performance. Like, no one person yeah. stole the show. You know, everybody wants to make football an individualized sport. It's First not, of all, on the quarterback. Not. They want to put it on the court. They want so bad to put – or a receiver. Like, they want right. this receiver to just moss everybody and make amazing catches despite the quarterback sucking. And right. Or, oh, this offensive line's horrible. How many hero plays can a quarterback make? It's not what football is. Football is a right. team sport. Twitter will try to tell you something different. They're going to be wrong every single That's time. Right. The Bucs epitomize that. They epitomize yes. the fact that it's a team sport. And I love the fact that it was so freaking hard to pick an MVP from I this know. game. And obviously, they went easy route and gave it to Brady. Sure. Brady was fine. And we'll talk about Brady. He was great. I mean, he did everything he wanted him to do in this game. Yep. But it was hard to do. And everybody's like, Todd Bowles deserves the MVP. Well, you're not going to get – coaches aren't going to win MVP. We know this. Uh, that's just something people say for some reason. I don't know why. And you say, oh, the defense didn't allow nine points and Tom Brady's getting MVP. Who are you going to give it to on defense? Because it was everybody. And you can't give an MVP award to the whole unit. If you could, that would be great. They should give it to the whole team. That's fine too. But what I'm saying is that there really wasn't one single MVP in this game. There really wasn't for most of the for the whole playoff run. It was a team effort, offense, defense. They did it together, even special teams. Look at Ryan Suckup. Did he miss yeah. in the playoffs? I mean, no, he, he was, was unbelievable. Perfect. He was perfect in the playoffs. He's, he's been perfect in his career yeah. kicking field goals, too, even before he came to Tampa. Right. So unbelievable performance. It, it's outstanding. Um, it, what, what else was outstanding? We, let's get into Brady here for mm -hmm. a quick second. Yeah. Um, John. My daughter texted me, my daughter Ellie, who might be watching. She's at it in freezing Manhattan, Kansas right now. It's like seven degrees or eight degrees <laughs> in the heart of Chiefs country wearing her Levante David jersey. Um, she texted me, first rule in football, don't beat yourself. That's that's one of my, my mottos. I you know you said that a lot over the years. I've said the that box. a lot. <laughs> Covering the Buccaneers, coaching pop corner football, South Pasco Predators. It, it, it's so true. It rings true. And John tonight, no turnovers by the Buccaneers. Tom yeah. Brady. And Bruce Arian said this, he protected the football. That's yep. what he needed to do. Make the plays, protect the football. Uh, there was one interception that was negated because of a holding call, a defensive yeah. holding call. Um, but more importantly, John, this is a, a Buccaneer team that did not beat itself all the way through the playoffs and into yep. tonight. Four penalties for 39 yards. Yeah. That's livable. That's doable. That's manageable. And one of them was that. That's right. <laughs> 15 yards for, <laughs> I was for that. Having fun. Kansas City. 11 penalties, 120 yards, yeah. the huge pass interference. Uh, on People Mike, were on saying that wasn't pass interference, too, on Twitter. I was like, what are we talking about? That's another thing that happens. Yeah. One bad penalty happens, and I agree. The holding on the interception didn't look like a good call to me. The Mike yeah. have the hold on Mike Evans. But the flag was thrown way before the ball was picked off, too. Right. So it wasn't like there was any result of the play you know, type of call there. But, other, but how is – then every penalty after that is just the officials trying to – Win one for Brady after yeah. <laughs> you know the league really wants to see Brady win after they just made up a suspension for him years ago. I just don't understand. It's hard for me to keep track of whether the league hates or loves Tom Brady enough to get him wins. Exactly. Celsius showing up tonight, John talking 100 miles an hour. Hey, that ain't no Celsius. That's a Super Bowl win talking, you know? Like, that's yeah. what that is. John, you're undefeated at Raymond James Stadium still. Undefeated at Raymond James yeah. Stadium. And somebody asked me this tonight. They're like, 
wait, when did you move here? And I said, during the Bucks bye week. So the Bucks have not lost since the Ledger right. family has been in Tampa Bay. That obviously right. has nothing to do with anything, but they haven't lost the month of December, January, well, February. John, I saw happened. on Twitter, everyone's like, why the hell didn't you get out here in 2014 <laughs> during the Levy Smith years when this with this team didn't win a single game at Raymond James? I don't know if year. even I could have overcome that. <laughs> exactly. Tyler uh, Barker with the $10 Super Chat. Thanks for these Super Chats tonight, guys. They're coming in. Yeah, we really great. appreciate it. Biggest thing I love about this team, everyone can step up when needed. One game, it's Mike. Another, it's Gronk. Another, the defense clamps down. Always someone here, so someone there to change the game. Yeah. We, we talked about this at the very end, John. We talked about this in the press box. You and I were looking at each other, and I said, John, Mike Evans, one catch for 31 yards. Now, he did draw some of those pass interference penalties, which yeah. were huge. But one catch for Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, two catches for nine yards in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? Gronkowski led the way with six catches for 67 yards, two touchdowns. And Chris Tony Godwin Brown. was my MVP, by the way. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying it, it's yeah. – it, it, it it's Before it's, the game. it's a different player. It, every week right. can step up. It, and it was uh, in Washington. It was Cam Brady. Yep. Four four catches for eighty yards. That's the thing when you have all these weapons. Yeah. It's so hard to focus. Hey, take away Mike Evans. Fine. I mean, there's plenty of weapons that can beat you. Right. Take away Chris Godwin. Fine. There's plenty of weapons that can beat you. And yeah, they're all going to be back. Chris Godwin before the game. Ian Rapport saying. Bucks aren't letting him go anywhere. Yeah, they're going to resign him or they'll franchise tag yeah. him if they can't get a long-term deal worked out. John Ward, shout out to the Bucks players who have been through the bad years. Levante, Golston, Evans. I'm so glad he mentioned Will Golston. Yes. I thought Will Golston made one of the plays of the game on fourth and goal. Yes. When he's chasing Mahomes, I'm like, there's no way. Will yes. Golston, he can't turn that corner. And he dives, lays out, yeah. hits Mahomes' foot. Mahomes throws off balance. Devin White should have had another pick on, that, on that play. But, oh, my goodness. That was such a great play by yes. Will Golson, man. I was like, you know, in that there were a couple plays like that, Scott, where they just kept chasing. Yes. Mahomes was getting out of it, getting out yeah. of it, getting out of it. And there was a play before it when mm -hmm. it was incomplete in the back corner of the end zone. Shaq Bear chased him like from across yes. the field yeah. all the way to the other side of the field. <laughs> After the play, he's like, <gasps> yes. And then Chiefs called timeout. To Jason Pierre Paul was chasing. Nacho was chasing, yes, right? I mean, Nacho. It, it, it was it was great to see. Yeah, it was a it was a full team effort, honestly, across the board. That's what made it so cool. Zachary Belden, wow, twenty five dollars super chat, greatly appreciated, Zachary. I love Pewter Report. What was the key play in the game to y'all? All right, well, what I'm going to say is it wasn't really the play. Well, actually, if you want to say the play, it was the touchdown pass to Antonio Brown. Yes, the touchdown right before halftime. But really, it was that that whole series of events, that sequence of events. Yes. And, and you looked at me, and, and, and our boss, Hugh McCarthy, texted me like, what the hell are they doing running the ball on first down? Whoa. Well, but here's the thing. Very bad. If you, if you don't run the ball on first down, if you throw it in, and it's incomplete, the Chiefs have three timeouts, okay? Then you're forced to run the ball twice to make them burn their timeouts, and then you're going to punt, and they're, they're going to get the ball with one timeout left, and that's a scoring opportunity. Oh, and by the way, Chiefs get the ball to start the second half. So from a, str a str strategic standpoint, you run the ball, see if you can pop it. If not, the Chiefs are going to burn their timeout, which they did. Yep. Then, then the Buccaneers were able to get into their offense a little bit and, and march down the field. And, of course, that, that big, huge pass interference penalty was big. Right. Then there's another pass interference penalty um, on Tyron Matthew yes. in the end zone, which that might have been questionable. But it's more, more defense holding than it was pass interference. Yeah, the ball was in the air. I just thought of yeah, I thought it might have been nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean – it's possible. I thought they had a gripe on both of the, that hold yeah. and the one on the interception. But either way, it was to say the Bucs don't score on that. Plus, right. the Bucs had the Joe Haig drop. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Which, you know, it wasn't yeah. really a drop. I mean, uh, um, Wilson, I think it was Wilson or Hitchens, one of the two linebackers, punched the ball out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Haig actually it. had it, yeah. and the guy came and punched it out. So that was actually – Wrap it up, Joe. Yeah, Come on, exactly. Joe. Wrap it up. Like, it didn't matter, so it's okay. <laughs> no, it, it, you're right. So I, I think that was the play of the game. That yeah. Antonio Brown touchdown right there. yeah. yeah. Um, again, right. We, we saw what a touchdown does right before halftime. You yeah. got to go in and think about it. We saw that last week with that Scotty Miller touch, or two weeks ago with that Scotty Miller touchdown in Green Bay. It just changes the dynamic. You can see yeah. the momentum shift to Tampa Bay, and it just takes the air out of the sails for their opponent. Two weeks ago was Green Bay. Today was Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I mean, I think the the touchdown drive, the the Bucks' first drive of the second half after the Chiefs put a field goal up to start the half. Um, and it was what, 21 to nine. Yeah. And then they went right down and got a touchdown again. Uh, you know, that was to me, I think the, 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 the play action uh, was that, I think that was the drive with the play action touched or the play action pass to Gronk mm -hmm. down the middle of the field. 
Um, and I, I thought that drive and the touchdown by Lenny, that drive you could say was, was one of the turning points of the game. And then the interception, I believe, was on the following drive to put him right there to, to, with a chance to really – I mean, the field goal 31-9, yeah. that's kind of made it the final score. And I felt like at that point it was just going to be really difficult. The Chiefs were going to have to, like, really flip the script. Right. We hadn't seen them look bad for as long as they looked bad in this right. game uh, like they did before. And so uh, I thought that that was kind of – those those were two pretty critical moments in, in mm-hmm. the game as well. And how about Champa Bay, Buccaneers, Super Bowl champions, Lightning, Stanley <laughs> Cup crazy. champions. And then, then you're looking at um, – uh, at, at the the Rays, Rays who, making it, yeah, who, making who made it. it, yeah, coming up, coming up really close. I know baseball exactly. guys. I'm not a baseball guy either. Hey, who's taking off work tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> we not me, not us. <laughs> I was about to night, say, oh, but... your boy. Then I was like, no, <laughs> not yes. at all. Thank you so much for these super chats that are rolling in. Um, a couple more statistics that that are really key. Uh, there, there was a point in time, uh, I think, to the start of the fourth quarter. John Tyreek Hill had two catches for like. 13 or 23 yards or yep. something like that. Absolutely crazy. Hill finishes with the pedestrian seven catches for 73 yards, uh, long of 23. Yeah, and um, again, almost all this is at the end of the game when just, they're like just garbage playing time. deep yeah. zone for prevent defense and just keeping everything in front of them, yeah. tackle the catch. Right. Yeah, that's – I mean, it's crazy how much they overwhelmed him throughout <laughs> yes. the game. For a guy that put 200 up in the first quarter last time uh, to, to totally take him out of the game for three quarters the way that they did, uh, was unbelievable. And again, a lot of two eye coverages. But what was crazy in this game to me, Scott, and this is, does not take away at all from what the Bucks defense did. I think it's one of the best defensive performances of all time. All yeah. time. I think that's how much I think right. of this Chiefs offense and what the Bucs were able to do them all game long. But I think it was crazy to me in this game how much Patrick Mahomes wanted to go down the field. I yes. couldn't believe. And they just took it away. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe he was not getting the ball. Even on plays where he wasn't sacked and the Chiefs right. O-line did a great job, he was holding the ball forever trying yeah. to make a play. And it was really strange to me why they weren't just like – whenever he go, like got it out quick and Kelsey right. on those little – you know, he was Kelsey was running those curls and he'd catch it and he'd get first down and be like, man, why aren't they just doing this all game long? And he was really trying to go down the field. And it just didn't – it wasn't just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and so really crazy, I thought, the way that that, unfold, that part of the game unfolded. I know we are going to talk about the Bucks' offense a little bit. I've got some Tom Brady stats yep. I definitely want to get to in this game. But Terrence – oh, Terrence showed up. Now yeah. it's a party. $25 Super Chat from Terrence. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Sorry I'm late, but oh, my gosh, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. What a season. <laughs> Thank you, guys, for all your work. You all believed. I mean, yeah. early in the season – I'm just going to be honest. I come from Pittsburgh. Y'all did not believe, and that is totally fine. I totally get it. Y'all were scarred from the stuff that had happened early on. And I, to see the transformation on this podcast from y'all, like, we're going to lose. We're, you know, I mean, literally, when they're in the bye, I'm like, they're going to win all four games coming out of the bye. And yeah. y'all are like, we'll go two and two at best. Wouldn't surprise me if we won one and three, dropped all four. I And I completely got it. I understand. I'm not even ripping. That stuff takes a toll on you mentally, I think. But the way y'all have been able to swing it so that when I picked the Packers in the playoffs to win, <laughs> I couldn't live that down to save my life. That's so right. y'all really swung all the way the other direction. And now I told Scott before we went on the air, I was like, nobody is going to be able to tell Bucks fans nothing That's for right. a year. Like they are going to be on yeah. it for a year. You can't talk to them. And that's why, honestly, Scott, that's why I loved Winfield doing this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. to me, it was like, this is a new Bucks team. Like, it is. You can't backflip on us. Right. You can't whoop us and not expect us to come back and get yeah. you. And, and that's what it represented. And this secondary really has grown by leaps and bounds oh, yeah. from a confidence standpoint, from a playmaking standpoint, and then really to a shutdown standpoint tonight. Because that was that's what it was. It, you know, there was the one interception, right? Because right. Devin White, the linebacker, had the other one. But one interception tonight, they did break up a handful of passes. But it was really just lockdown coverage. Yeah, it, it was. It was just plastering and yes. just being sticky and and not giving Mahomes an open target to throw the ball to. Right. Right. And and so it's like you know, we've seen Sean Murphy Bunting kind of been like hit or miss, right? Like he gives up a big play, but then he gets an interception. But I thought tonight just the secondary was just so solid and sticky in yeah, their coverage. I agree. Just, and, and we had the bird's eye view here in the press box. There just weren't any open receivers. Right. John. I mean, <laughs> the maturation of Sean Murphy Bunting yeah. is an incredible – we talked about storylines, yeah. just people and players. Like, this is just incredible how he literally couldn't do anything right. This is a good one. 
he literally couldn't do anything right for so much of the season. And then all of a sudden he gets to the playoffs and goes crazy. And Alex, I'm on top of a Bucks win tonight. I found out I'm going to oh be a dad. That's fantastic, There's not What a night. Congratulations. Between, Unbelievable. Between, between Buccaneer Bruce having his birthday today and then Alex finding out he's going to be a dad. Boy, this is a super Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> really for y'all is. out there. This is fantastic. That's incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. But, yeah, Sean Murphy bunting in that secondary, I just think, man, from being ranked – from being ranked uh, 32nd by NFL.com before the year. And I remember Carlton talking about it yeah. and saying, like, yeah, that motivates us. Yes, we've yeah. talked about it. Like, yes, that's something that we – they brought it up. I mean, so it was something they noticed. And, I mean, a lot of people, including myself with Murphy Bunting anyway, thought, man, maybe it isn't going to happen this year for this group. Yeah. And they put it together with their toughest test of the season. And give Todd Bowles credit. You put him in position to, yeah. to make those kind of plays with his alignment. You know what? Mark Cook had a fantastic hook column this week. He talked about how – this is a super season for the Buccaneers. Yeah. 2021 can actually be better than this, and, and I think that's the case. I think from an offensive standpoint, again, we talked about it. 30 straight points in seven consecutive wins, and this offense averaged over 30 points per game, 30.8 during the regular season, a little bit higher in the postseason. I think it's around 32 points per game in the postseason. And, John, I think they can take this to the next level. I asked Bruce Arians about a month ago about this you know, scoring in the 30s, and, and I said, you know, it, it, it's 40 points. Is that, like, out of the question? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's out of the question, but 35 <laughs> sounds good. Right. So I think that there's room for this offense to grow, and we'll see if Leonard Fournette comes back. We'll see if Antonio Brown comes back. We'll see how many of these, these players they can they can fit under the cap, which went up a little bit from about 176 to 180. 80, 83, 85, yeah, yeah. we'll see somewhere around there, yeah, it sounds like, which is good, good yeah. for the Bucks, but also not hot, so high that the Saints, uh, we know we've been talking, we've talked to yeah. some people here, and it was like, well, we, we can make it work if the cap's not like two, 203 or something right. like that, Like, but other teams, they might have a hard time yeah. making it work, and so I think they've got a great plan. They know how to structure these contracts. I mean, Mike Greenberg is amazing, and I think that they yeah. are going to, they're going to get, I think they're going to get Shaq and Godwin and Levante all in under the cap, and restructure whatever else they need to restructure. And get that guy right there. Get Ryan that Sucker. guy. Oh, yeah. Ryan Suckup. Him. Get him. That's Ryan Suckup. Yeah. What a – what a, I mean, what an – Taylor yeah. had a hilarious tweet during the game. He said, Ryan Suckup was the most important signing of the Bucs offseason. <laughs> well, so technically, you know, and you, you look at Grizz, and I appreciate his his uh, his effervescence when it comes to, to you know, wanting to spit out some hot takes. Yes. Um, I think he was kidding. <laughs> well, yeah, but but, Even if he wasn't. but you know what? I mean, Ryan Seckham is the highest scoring Buccaneer in That's team right. history, 136 yeah. points. He was perfect in in the, the postseason. Had one missed extra point, but on field goals, he was perfect. Drilled a 52 yarder tonight. Yeah, what and, a kick that was. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and listen, we all know, and, and maybe if you're a New England fan who became a Buccaneer fan because of Tom Brady and Gronk, you might not know this, but. That has been the Achilles heel. Jason Light has tried to trade for kickers. He has drafted two kickers. He has signed high-priced free agent kickers like Nick Folk and Chandler Cantonzero. He has found in-season replacements like Cairo Santos, um, you know, and and the other name escapes me. Uh, can't remember. Pat, Pat Murray. Pat Murray. Um, there, there's been so many kickers that have come right. through Tampa that just have not been right. able to stick. And Ryan Succo comes in. And listen, it would have been easy for him to say, you know, um, we brought in competition. We like Matt Gay. He had a couple misses last year. You know, he's our draft pick. You know, it, we're going to keep him, right? right. It, it would have been easy for them to, to say that. But for Light to give up on the draft pick and go with what ended up being the better guy. And, and I think Matt Gay is going to be a, a very good kicker for the Rams. Right. But Ryan Suckup had the best season. In, in franchise history, kicking the ball, 90% field goals over yeah. 93% extra points. Even Martin Grammatica said it was the best. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he the season he had was unbelievable. There's no question about it. And he kept waiting. When's that? You know, his only bad game was Detroit, and that was the game they didn't need him at all. So it was, like, perfect right. the way that that worked out. Um, we've talked a little bit about Brady in this game. You know, we come into Super Bowls. Uh, I think we all do this as fans. We want quarterbacks to be the storyline because quarterbacks drive our thinking basically toward a team, a team's chances to win, all of those things. I thought Brady was – I mean, Brady didn't do anything wrong tonight. Like, right. he really didn't. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think if he missed 
even a, like a throw. I mean, he only missed a few throws in the whole game, right. I think. Um, and it'd be no 20, drops 21 tonight. of 29. Yeah, there were a little, couple sh- quick timing issues. Uh, Mike, Tyler Johnson and Mike Evans both had uh, like ran like a mesh in the middle of the field, yeah. and there was like a timing issue with them finding the ball. Chris Godwin came out of his break late on the first drive, first third down of the game, and those two were a little bit off. Tanner Hudson ran. He could have touched on Tanner Hudson. Tanner Hudson ran to the front right. pylon. He should have run to the back pylon where Brady was throwing the football in that play, yeah. uh, and he just had the wrong landmark. Again, so like little things like that, but I don't know if Brady did anything wrong in the game, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of like just like he wasn't literally putting the right. team on his back and carrying him because he didn't have to because the rest mm-hmm. of the team played so well. But here's a crazy thing, Scott, in this game that, again, I think speaks to how important it is to do things schem- well schematically. We talked a ton about how Todd Bowles changed things on defense. Yeah. But what the Bucks did on offense to change, even in a game like this, even in a game, you know, where after being very run heavy on first down last couple of games, mix it up more in this game. Uh, again, they were ahead, so like the final numbers might look pretty run heavy on first down. Right. But the best thing that they did, they went play action. When I wrote about yes. what are the answers to pressure that you have to have in this game right. that you didn't have last time. Right. Five play action passes the whole game last time against the Chiefs. This time. 10 of 13, Brady was 10 of 13 for 135 yards and three touchdowns on play action. Right. The Bucs won this game tonight, obviously because of what the defense did. Right. But on offense, they won this game tonight because they went play action. It works all the time, period, no matter what. They went play action in this game, and Brady was able to find people off play action consistently all game long. Right. 135 yards, three touchdowns, 10 of 13. The most play action passes I think they had in the play action dropbacks they had in a season, mm-hmm. their all season were I think 14 against Washington. And wow. one of those was a sack. Right. So he had 13 pass attempts off play action in, against Washington in the beginning of the playoffs. Then they were low play action again, and they've yep. been a low play action most of the season. Again, they're the best team in the NFL in play action. They just do it at like one of the bottom rates right. in the league. So again, it worked for when them. They do it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully next season it's uh, stable. I, I, I'm I'm really, you know, just feeling Shay here. I'm, I'm jealous. He's sitting here Shea. drinking a Guinness, living his best life. Is you know, watching chicken Super wings. Bowl. I know man. things are all right. You're drinking it. water. Shay was in the locker room chats today, I believe, that Taylor and Matt did uh, before the game and halftime. Those were those were great. Had some good fan participation in those as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, one more thing as, as it pertains to Brady, uh, very similar to what happened in Green Bay, John. Yep. Uh, uh, great first half, yep. gets touchdowns on the board. Doesn't really have – didn't didn't nearly have as bad a second half as he did with the interceptions right. that he had in Green Bay. But really was just, you know, hand the ball off and being the caretaker in the second half. Yeah, it wasn't, the, wasn't all a lot of tough th- – for a guy who made all these tough throws right. all season long, though this was not a game where they hunted the deep ball 100 right. times or – they just didn't do yeah, that. It, again, uh, Mike Evans, one catch, 31 yards. Yeah. Chris Godwin, two catches, nine yards. But boy, John, the running game, the offensive line, Ryan Jensen, Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet. Uh, who's that guy? What's oh, Aaron Stinney. We didn't hear about him tonight. That's a good thing for an offensive line. I noticed him a couple times. Key block on Leonard Fournette's yeah. touchdown run, I mm-hmm. believe. He was great. Tristan, Tristan works. works, yeah. And, and the tight ends, Joe Haig, uh, when he was in there uh, blocking Gronk and, and Cameron Brake. We're looking at the stats here, and the Buccaneers ran the ball, uh, averaging 5.4 yards per run, 145 yards, 33 rushes. Uh, so they, they're actually, no, I take that back, 4.4 yards per, per rush attempt. Of course, that, that includes a couple of those kneel downs for Brady at the end. But, John, I mean, what a fantastic uh, job of running the ball. It was led by playoff Lenny, who came through with, with a touchdown. He now – Yep. has more touchdowns than any other running back in Buccaneer history. No in the, way. In, in, the, in, the, uh, in the, the playoffs, yep. except for Mike Allstott. Except for Mike Allstott. Allstott has seven in all of his career. Yeah, what did he have? Four. four. He's got four in four games. So, so if he comes back. If he comes back, <laughs> watch out A-Train, you know. Uh, but the crazy thing is 16 carries, 89 yards, 5.6 yards, and a touchdown. Ronald Jones averaged 5.1 yards, 61 yards on 12 carries. and um, it, But it's interesting, right, because what are they going to do with playoff Lenny? We, this, this, is, this is a question our, our readers and viewers and listeners have been asking us in all of these super chats, or should, I should say in all of these chats yes. uh, during the, uh, the podcast, is what about playoff Lenny? We, we kind of put off that, that question. We kind of put it off and put it off and put it off. 
And now, I mean, it's here. But this is a guy that has has experienced a rebirth, and maybe he wants to go for a bigger role elsewhere. But John, we've heard all all year long that Rojo was the guy. Rojo was the guy, but Rojo has not been the guy. Yeah, I mean, down the stretch. What's frustrating about it is that even tonight, like I, I know Leonard had the wide open touchdown run that probably either in scoring, but Rojo's the better runner. Like he, just, I, I mean, Rojo breaks yeah. more tackles. He's way runs way harder, more explosive. I mean. How many times in the open field tonight? Leonard one on one with a corner on the outside, and he just literally upright runs right into it. I'm like, Scott, what is this guy doing? He's just hitting the corner on the right. side of the field. There's just not like a natural sense in space a lot of time for right. Lenny. And I don't want to not, you know knock him or whatever, but I just think again, Ronald Jones is the more talented player. Yes. But he until Ronald Jones proves himself in pass protection, and again, I. I know Leonard hasn't been great in it, but he's still better than Ronald Jones. Right. And until Ronald Jones, he just doesn't even understand. Like He literally goes out for a pass and he doesn't turn around. He doesn't put his hands up and look for the yep. ball. Like None of those things. He's just never where he's supposed to be. Right. Until he gets that part of the game, somebody else is going to play him. I don't think it'll be uh, – I right. don't think it'll be uh, playoff Lenny, but I think it, there'll be somebody else here uh, playing his snaps. Chris says, uh, Scott, great job recruiting John. Well, thank you, but thank you, John, <laughs> for actually being recruited and saying yes and joining the Peter Report staff um, just a year ago. Yes. Literally. 367 days ago. Yes. Yes. So good things happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's it's been a fantastic ride. It's so been, first year of many. Can't wait till yes. we, we see year two here. Yeah. Um, I thought I knew football until I listened to him. John knows football, man. That's why <laughs> that's why he's on the Peter Report team. I grew Appreciate up in Tampa, it. live in the epicenter of COVID in Los Angeles. You guys kept me sane while sheltering in place. Vita was money. Well, we thank you for the money, Chris. Thank you so much for that super chat. Vita yeah. was money. And yeah, tonight. Playing on the edge a little bit. Yes, Scott. how about I mean, that? He's doing some different things. Just wild. If you think about a guy that size playing on the edge in the NFL, yes. you know, if you would have said to me pre-draft, you think Vita can play on the edge situationally? I would have right. probably skipped that comment. I wouldn't have even brought <laughs> it up. I would have just been like, what? But there he was out there tonight pushing I the block. And again, the Bucks. I thought what Todd Bowles did a great job if he got Jason Pierre-Paul inside a couple times. And it made a big difference. Quick wins for Pierre Paul over those guards. We knew that would be a weak spot in the matchup, right? Not necessarily with Snooski, uh, but definitely inside. What the heck is the other guard's name? Now I can't think of it. Um, but uh, oh shoot, no, I cannot for remember the Chiefs. His name. Yes, who's the left guard for the Chiefs? Um, I don't have the. I have yeah. it in my thing, but anyway, I, whoever it was. Um, oh, Allegretti. Uh, yeah, Nick, yeah, Al yeah, yeah. Nick Allegretti. Yeah. 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 So he had quick wins over Allegretti in the game, and I thought that made a huge difference. Um, you know, they they. They, again, it was not just about coverage, but it was also about getting your guys good matchups to win uh, up front on the defensive line. There were some exotic pressures early in the game. I mean, the, the touchdown or the pass that Mahomes made that was actually a great throw that went off and ended up going off Tyree Kill's face mask. But mm -hmm. again, like Antoine Winfield's face is in our hand is in Tyree Kill's right. face. Like obviously Tyree Kill's not you can't even see the ball. Everybody's like, oh, he'll drop. You know, right. Antoine Winfield made a heck of a play uh, to keep that from being a touchdown right. uh, um, and wasn't getting any credit for it. All but right. I thought that was a great play, and that was the one where they brought uh, they brought double corner pressure. Yeah, Scott. double yes, corner pressure against it. the Chiefs. Like talk it. about <laughs> living on the edge dangerously. Yeah. I love it. Um, and and it and it got home enough. Jamel Dean, we were. Yeah, break down. Like, yes, right. I know. Um, on that Gosh. side. But yeah, there's some interesting stuff by Bulls for sure. Uh, how about Ronald Jones not getting into the to the end zone? Listen, say what you want about the, about the throw to Joe Haig on second down. Okay, fine. You still had two cracks at it. The Bucks did the right thing. Because third and goal, yeah. third and two is a rundown, John. Right. And they tried to run it. They got one yard. Yeah. And, and then they tried it on fourth down and they didn't get in. Would Leonard Fournette have gotten in? I don't know. Ronald Jones. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but I think it was that's another thing with Ronald Jones. It's that like if, he, if he's a more natural runner and and elusive in the open field, and he runs through more tackles than Leonard in the open field. But sometimes, like natural, like in that situation, I just jump and extend the ball. Like I just don't think it's that hard. He just keeps the ball wrapped up and doesn't think like that. Like he, it's just hard to explain with Ronald. It's just not like football isn't just all like the you know the sum of these parts. It's also like this it just natural instinctiveness. It's probably best summarized by Mahomes. Look at the right. way that he just moves and maneuvers around people while yeah. his eyes are downfield. It's just a feel for situations and space and what you have to do in certain – and Rojo just kind of – whether he has that or not just seems to be like right. up in the air on any given snap. Right? Exactly. So he's talented, but, again, it's can you count on the guy? Right. 
So you know we're doing this again tomorrow. We're going to have our, our Victory Monday for victory the final Monday, time. Yes. Um, until well, they'll all be until, Victory Mondays. Yes, yes. So. Yeah, but I mean until – We'll probably uh, have to name it something. Right, until yes. September. Then, right. then the next Victory Monday starts. This will be our, our final Victory Monday of the 2020 season, although we're, we're into the second month of 2021 now, yeah. February, which is crazy. So um, – and because we didn't bring our ball trimmers up here – the, it's true. The, the, the weed wagon. Did not bring them to Raymond James. Yeah, I should say the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, we're not going to do the, the Manscaped game balls today. We're going to give those out tomorrow. Right. We'll have Mark Cook on the podcast tomorrow as well, getting his thoughts on Super Bowl. Yes. And and also we'll have those those uh, official game balls then. Um, but I would be remiss if we didn't thank all of our sponsors uh, Celsius. Uh, they've been fantastic uh, as our title sponsor, Briar Greaves. My bookie, uh, Manscaped, Locker Room. We, yes. We've got some fantastic sponsors to support what we do here. Everybody out here throwing us super chats tonight and all throughout the season. Um, and Courtney, uh, you know, uh, doubling the super chats the other night. That was an amazing gesture. Greatly appreciate that. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Brian Reeves real quick. Yes. What, what a year for the Buccaneers, but John, what a year for the insurance world, mm-hmm. right? The record number of storms that have have hit. This country, 30 named storms, flooding in addition to wildfires. Then, of course, you got the, the pandemic on top of that. Uh, the place to go for your insurance needs is Briar Greaves. If you don't know by now, it's BriarGreavesInsurance.com. Briar was actually at our um, uh, Glory Days podcast yeah. on Saturday, which right. was great. He came out and uh, and shook hands with, with Buccaneer fans and had lunch with us. It was great to see. But more importantly... Aside from Briar being a great guy, he's going to get you the best insurance rates around. And not just uh, rates for homeowners, but also commercial insurance rates, automobile insurance rates, life insurance. Uh, if you already have insurance, give him a call and say, hey, Briar, this is what I have with, with this company. Yeah. He's going to look at it and he might say, you know what? Stick with what you got. I can't right. beat those rates. Or be better yet, he's going to say, hey, I can, I can beat your rate here. Or you know what? You're a little underinsured here. So let's get this coverage up a little bit. Or you might be overinsured here. You're paying too much money. You don't need that. So this this is a, a guy that, that is a pro. Briar, his son Sam, they've been in this insurance business for a long time. Briar's been in this Tampa Bay area for 30 years. I've only been in here for 25 years, John. I, I went to the door with Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks in 95. Briar's been here longer than I have <laughs> serving the Tampa Bay area. So you want to visit BriarGreavesInsurance.com or give them a call at 813-876-4166. That's 813-876-4166, BriarGreavesInsurance.com. Well, I just looked, Scott, to see – oh, Andrew Winfield quotes. I'm sure somebody asked him about the peace sign. Let's see it. Nobody asked him about it. What? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. That's one thing well, I want to know from the guy. The it's, it's so hard on these Zoom calls because – It is hard. We get like one question maybe. and but They ask like 10 questions. Yeah. And and, and, and sometimes you get people from foreign countries asking questions that, that – Sometimes the players have to ask for things to be repeated. The yeah. technology isn't always great. Yeah. Today there were like 15 calls overlapping. Right. And n- nothing gets people from, from foreign countries. But some of the questions are like, how does it feel to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Like, wow. Sometimes, okay. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's – I sometimes there's a gap in uh, – yeah, trying to – when they're trying to communicate – ideas and stuff and then right. the, the the service or whatever is not great either the quality of the calls yep. are often not great either well listen Stephen, we really appreciate this we appreciate all the kudos we've gotten tonight in addition to the super chats we've been reading them thank you so much for for all, all of the, the the praise you've given us but it's you guys who show up that that allow this to happen if there's no audience there's no reason to do right. a computer report podcast you guys have stepped up we're over 3200 subscribers now we've just been doing this john for a couple months yeah on youtube so if you haven't subscribed, and we see about 650 people in the chat right now on YouTube, there's more on Facebook and Twitter, yeah. but if you haven't gone to YouTube and subscribed to Peter Report TV, do that. It's real quick and easy, and it's free. Yeah. Hit subscribe, then click on notifications, and and then uh, whenever we go live, you'll get a little, right. little ding on your phone, and, and you'll be able to tune in. It's not just you Buccaneer fans and Peter Report readers and listeners and, and viewers out there that get us through this. It's our family. So I want to take this time to thank my wife, Ashley, and my four great kids. Uh, in order for, of age, Ellie and Caden and Logan and Jillian for, for supporting us. This has been a long football season, yeah. John. Usually it ends in January, 
We're at the East-West Shrine game. We're at the Senior Bowl. We're at the, we're at the Combine. Um, we're talking draft. Some years, John, we talk draft in, in October, oh, in yeah. November. Right? This year, we haven't talked draft at all. But guess what? We get, we had a mock draft coming this week mm-hmm. on PewterReport.com, our first one. So make sure you stay tuned to, to PewterReport.com. I think Wednesday we're going to come out with that. Can what? you still get good players with a 30-second pick? It's the first time, John. It's the we'll first fi- time. Yes, we'll have that. to find out. Yeah. The first time ever. Exactly. The latest the Bucks have ever picked in a draft because of the trade with the John Gruden. Uh, the last time they won the Super Bowl, they had, tra- had already traded that first-round pick before they even uh, won the Super Bowl. So. Exactly. And if you're jonesing for some draft coverage now because football season's over, okay, fine. Go to PeterReport.com. Just publish the story that talks about that. It talks about the Buccaneers having – the 32nd overall draft pick. Um, the cat's out of the bag, John. They won the Super Bowl. That's 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 the consolation prize you get for being yep. the world champion. You had the last <laughs> pick of the first round. So yeah, it's it's uh, they're going to pick 30 seconds. And uh, and the important thing is is the, this team does have some some needs. They're going to have some needs in free agency, and we we list a couple of those in that article. So check that out. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's going to be a very, very fun offseason. Always is when you win your last game. Only one team can say it, and that team is the Bucks. Uh, Long Lost Glazer says, John, going to make sure that subscription hits 5K by draft time. Love that. Yes. His draft content and our love of draft content powered by a Super Bowl win. That is the formula. That is the formula. We're going to have some And awesome, powered by Celsius. And powered by Celsius, absolutely. We're going to have some awesome draft content on the podcast this offseason. We're also going to have tons of free agency and yes. trade talk too because this is going to be that's going to be the biggest thing for the Bucks is their own free agents. So that'll be one of the biggest storylines of the season is just how right. it all goes. We know how we expect it to go, but we're going to have to keep make sure keep you abreast of all of those moves and how that stuff's going. But yes, the draft We'll have it covered, and, and we'll have it covered according to the box needs uh, heavily as well. So lots of stuff to do there. No doubt about it. Uh, Eric Cullison's Super Bowl baby. Yeah, oh, you know Eric's it. in here. Let's yep. go. Um, and speaking of podcast guests, um, I had a, a chat with Jason Light, and I'm I'm we're hoping to get him Wednesday or Thursday on the pod. Mm-hmm. So um, he it's g- coming. He gave me a verbal today that that could happen, and we'll just have to make sure we get that that plan. But but look for Jason Light to be our guest either Wednesday or Thursday. I'm going to try to nail him down. Right. Um, obviously, he's going to have some some commitments. Yeah, it's kind of hard because you don't know everything that's going on yeah. in this. In this yeah, uh, and if it's not this week, it'll brain. be it'll be the next week. Right. But but I I think we'd like to get him as soon as possible, and so maybe Wednesday or Thursday for the body. If not. Look for it maybe mon- maybe Monday or, or Wednesday of the following week. And we've got a lot to talk to him about, including yes. his Twitter game. Yes, which right. Involves blowing up your boy <laughs> yes we have to re-sign levante so odd man out has to be Shaq and oh, or sue no, no, no. not necessarily mm. not necessarily i'm actually curious to see what sue does what he and mcclendon do they retire mccoy too yeah mccoy won't be back obviously but i wonder if those guys i mean mccoy win a ring you're clearly done you, yeah you know, yeah won one last year the chiefs right yeah so yeah he did. go back to back rings yeah. and Get out of here. For not doing much. Yeah, not doing anything. He wasn't even active on the right for the Chiefs. So uh yeah, no, he's he'll be out here. I think how about Drew Stanton getting a Super Bowl ring with the Bucks. That's right. I forgot about that. Because Drew Stanton is is one of Bruce Arians' guys. And Ted Larson. Yeah, and Ted Larson. And AQ Shipley. Those guys were all like late editions. Yep. Arians guys. I know, that's kind of crazy. Family, man. man. Arians brings his guys and gets them a ring, and those guys all did something, even if Ted Larson wasn't. Wasn't great. <laughs> Go out and grab James White. Uh, yeah. Yes, we we talked about it before. Uh, they're going to have to replace some running backs, right, John? I mean, if, yes. if Leonard Fournette does go to greener pastures, and when we say greener pastures, not necessarily a best team, but maybe green like yes. like like dollar bills, y'all. Yes. And if that's the case, they might need a running back or two. James White, Rex Burkhead, Deion Lewis, all three running backs played with Tom Brady in New England, and all three would look really good catching passes from Tom sure. Brady. And you know, John, they're seeing what happens, right? When when you get out of that that Bill Belichick thumb that they're under, and they come down here to the sun and the beaches and, and Tampa, like Gronk and Brady, you win Super Bowl rings. Right. So it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see uh, which free agents the Buccaneers are going to have their pick from that want to play with Tom Brady, that want yeah. to get a ring. That's uh, true. I, I'm not saying JJ. I'm not saying JJ Watt, for example, but I'm just saying it's like not not saying it. Yeah, not saying it. Not not saying it either. Yeah, but there's going to be some players that are going to take less that want the chance to play with Brady and win a ring in Tampa because now now you've been there and done that. 
And see, that's the thing. The Patriots had that lure. You want to yeah. you want to play for Bill, Bill Belichick and play with Tom Brady, come to New England. You know, it, it's going to have to be cheaper than what you would get elsewhere. Right. But you have the chance here. And now Tampa Bay has proven that they're that kind of team, that you can win a Super Bowl under Bruce Arians and with Tom Brady. And obviously I'm not going to go to down J.J. Watt lane, but I will say this, like, I think J.J. Watt – is not going to be a Texan. I think he's going to be on another team. I think right. he's made a ton of money Thank in his you, career. Chris. I think he's yes. I think he's made a ton of money in his career. I think he's probably not going to play that much longer. He suffered a right. bunch of serious injuries before in his career. He probably wants to go somewhere where he can win, where it's a great organization, right. where he doesn't have to deal with all the BS the Texans have put him through. And just saying, Tampa's a pretty great place to live, and he'd probably take less right. money to play wherever he plays. So I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying. I'm not ruling it out either. I think it's an actually a possibility. So we'll yeah. leave you with that. And here's the thing. J.J. Watt will require a trade. Just, just pick 64, get that done. I mean, what, what would you rather have, a second round? Oh, I'd rather have J.J. Watt. Or J.J. Watt, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. You want to draft some edge rusher who behind Shaq and J.P.P. might yeah. get two, four, five sacks and right. some developmental role. There's also the chance J.J. Watt would get cut. There's nothing – There's you can get out of J.J. Watt's yeah. – yeah, yeah, by Houston. So – they could cut because their contract, his contract, they can get out of. So they could release him, and then he could be free. If they can't work out a trade, they could be free to sign somewhere else. So And, and Jason Light is not afraid to trade middle-round picks for players. Jason Pierre-Paul, third-round right. pick a couple right. years ago. This year, fourth-round pick for Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. So don't rule it out. J.J. Watt, J.P.P., Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea. Little Sue running back. It's good stuff. It's a great it time is. to be a Tampa Bay fan. It's a great it time is. to be a Buck fan. It's a great time to be on the Peter Report podcast with y'all. We greatly appreciate you. We'll be back yes. tomorrow night, 7.30. We'll be live. We'll be breaking down this game. Mark Cook will be with us. We'll have lots to talk about, lots of stats, BFF grades, all that kind of stuff to get into from this one. The Bucks, the only team to finish the season with a win. You love John, to see it. Second world championship. The only team to host – and now win a Super Bowl in their own home stadium. And we're right, we're right here at Ram James Stadium. And, yes, Shaq Barrett said this was a home game. That's right. He could feel it. This was a home game in every sense of the word, from hearing Tampa Bay yeah. to on third down getting the crowd fired up. I mean, this had that home crowd advantage for Tampa Bay, and, and they cashed in tonight. What a time. It's unbelievable. Thank you all so much for tuning in for another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.